Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Game Train podcast. I'm Callan Davison. I'll be your host for today. Kyle is just having a uh, a week off, so I'm uh, riding this one solo. So yeah, it should be a bit of fun anyway. So on this episode, uh, I'll be reviewing Rage 2, be talking about some Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, Void Bastards, and also Cricket 19, plus all the latest news. So let's get straight into it with obviously the news. <laughs> So last night, finally, Hideo Kojima's released the big trailer for Death Stranding. This has been a trailer that's been rumoured to come out for a while. It was eight minutes long. It showed gameplay, it showed cutscenes, it showed all sorts of wild stuff. Like, this game looks mental. And finally, we got a release date. That's right. Death Stranding is coming to the PS4 on November 8th this year, which was quite, which was quite a shock to many people because they thought... It's going to be a 2020 game or a PS5 game, etc. So it's really exciting that it's coming out this year. So stick around for more info on that one. Another Pokemon Direct is happening next week on Wednesday, June 5th. So this will be just covering the uh, Sword and Shield games, which is great because that means in the E3 Direct the week after, there'll be less Pokemon news so they can fill it with other stuff. So I'm kind of excited to see this. I think it goes for about 15 minutes. Sea of Solitude got a release date, finally. It's coming out on July 5th, so yeah, it looks like a really cool like indie-like game, so check that one out. Marvel's Avengers, the game from Square Enix, finally has arisen again. A, a trailer came out for this game quite a while ago, and it was just called The Avengers Project back then, but now it's got the official name, Marvel's Avengers, and they'll be showing off full trailers, etc. at E3, so I'm pretty excited to see what that game looks like as well. And for this month, PS Plus looks fantastic. That's right. If you are a uh, subscriber to PS Plus, you'll be able to obtain Borderlands, The Handsome Collection, and Sonic Mania. So two great um, little packages there. I think Handsome Collection has two games in it, so three games there. Yeah, fantastic month for PS Plus. We don't have any news on Xbox Games with Gold at this stage yet. And that's the news. Alright, so on to the games I have been playing. So I checked out this game last night called Void Bastards. It is a roguelike FPS game uh, from some of the people that made Bioshock, etc. It's got this really cool animated look to the game. You're sort of uh, a prisoner on these on these ships and you're supposed to go out and find different parts, etc. So you, you choose different ships to go to and which are like different levels fight through enemies, uh, scavenge parts, etc. Every time you die, you go back to the start, but you keep every upgrade you've made throughout the game. It's super fun, super addictive. Kyle and I were playing it last night over voice chat. And yeah, it was just um, a lot of fun. It's a single-player game, but we're just having fun just talking about what we're doing because being a roguelike game, it's randomized levels, etc. So yeah, it was. Uh, we'll, we'll find different upgrades at different times. You know, we'll running into different bad guys and different levels, etc., etc. So it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's out on Game Pass now on the uh, on Xbox Void Bastards, and I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 as well So and PC. So go check that one out. It's a, it's a really, really fun game. 
I finally sat down and got into Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Now, I played Final Fantasy XII back when I was young, like when the game first came out. I never finished it, and I had issues with it back then that I felt the game was a bit too slow, cumbersome, a bit too grindy in some ways. But uh, the Squares re-released Final Fantasy XII under the Zodiac Age this time with some notable changes. Straight away, rather than only one job per character, you can have two, so you can have twice as many abilities per character, which is great. Also, they've added a two-time speed and four-time speed option, which makes the game so much more bearable. So I finally finished it. It took me, uh, like, 30, 40 hours. It was really, really enjoyable, actually. It's probably got the weakest main character in the Final Fantasy series in Vaan, but some of the other side characters are really cool. There were some cool boss fights. It's it's a pretty game still. Like they've they've cleaned up the graphics, etc. It's it was just a lot of fun. I really really enjoyed my time with Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age. Like it was. I'm so happy I I did sit down and play it because I kind of regretted not finishing it because I normally like to finish off Final Fantasy games. So it's another one sort of added to the. Uh, done pile in the Final Fantasy series. Now, I just hope that Square will um, do 8 and 13 in this style as well, because I'd love to play through 8 again. Like, there's no remaster of 8 anywhere at the moment, which is really frustrating. And 13 is actually one that I haven't finished either. So with the 2 times 4 times speed in that, I'd probably sit down and, and try and finish that one as well. It just makes these old games just a bit more bearable to get through. Also, Cricket 19 has come out this week. Now, people that listen to podcasts know I love the cricket games. I've spoken about these games quite a bit. I've put many hours in, so I was pretty excited to jump on Cricket 19. I got it on Xbox One. And yeah, I've started a career in that again, and I'm going absolutely terrible. Uh, There's some changes, but then some things are still the same as the old cricket games. So the things that are still the same... Uh, the commentary, I haven't really noticed any difference in the commentary, which was strange. I thought they would have even added some more commentary in. Also, the umpires looked the same too, so that was a bit, uh, I don't know. Like, I know one of the umpires is modelled off uh, the CEO of Big Ant, Ross Simmons, but uh, I just feel like a bit of a change that would have been nice. The controls are the same, so you still use like the joysticks to trigger off the bowling action or the batting action, etc., Um, But yeah, the new sort of stuff, they've actually changed some of the animations of the bowling. So there is sort of like a a sling bowling animation for some of the bowlers, which has been putting me off big time when when facing them. Also, uh, it feels like the batting timings changed slightly as well, because the last cricket game, I think, was Cricket Ashes or something like that. I had the batting down like Pat, and now I'm all over the shop with it. So yeah, I'm playing through a career mode again. They've changed actually... um, the skill system as well. In the other one, um, you'd constantly get skill points and you'd slowly uh, level up and each sort of um, skill would take more and more and more points to to put another number into. This one is more... Oh, it's hard to explain. It's like a little... It's it's still a skill point system, but they've, uh, they've sort of dumbed it down a bit. You get like one skill point and then you put that one skill point into bowling and then you put into a certain type of bowling, etc. So, yeah, that's that's changed. And they've also added perks, which is kind of cool. So some of the perks have pros and cons. Like, it might be great. It might increase your ability to use um, aggressive shots, but then your defensive shot skills decrease, etc. So that's that's kind of cool. So I'm enjoying that so far. I've played ooh, probably about 40 or 50 matches on it now. So, uh, 
yeah, I've, I've gotten right back into uh, into the old cricket game again. So, yeah, I'd like to see Carl jump on, but I don't think he will. So that's, a, that's a little disappointing. Let's roll into the shout-outs for this week. Now, last episode, we had a... Uh, we had a Days Gone competition. So congratulations to Sean Fullard, who won a copy of Days Gone on PS4. And thank you to everyone that entered. We really appreciate you all subscribing to us on iTunes, etc. Um, but as always, there can only be one winner. And the random number generator came up with Sean. So yeah, congratulations to him. Also, uh, as always, we like to shout out Gaming Australia here on, uh, on Game Train. They are um, a Facebook group. They've got well over a thousand members now. I think they might even have eleven hundred members now. Uh, constant news threads being put in there, discussions, etc. Uh, if you're a streamer, every Tuesday you can share like your streams or or channels, etc. Through there, it's a really cool community. Yeah, I've had no issues with anyone in there. Everyone seems really chill and and really nice, etc. So you can find them on Facebook. That's Gaming Australia. So yeah, go uh, go sign up, check them out, join the group, and uh, join the conversation. So, all right, let's roll into this week's review, which is Rage Two. I was especially proud of that one. It's time to set our plans in motion. Impressive. You think it can catch a bullet too? So the original Rage came out in 2011, so it's been eight years now. This time it is developed by Avalanche Studios in conjunction with id Software and published by Bethesda Softworks. It is a first-person stylized sort of shooter. You play the character of Walker, who is, in brackets, let's say, the last ranger, and you've you got to pretty much survive in this wasteland, which is occupied by mutants and sort of gangs and things like that. The world was hit by an asteroid, Apophis, and majority of humankind died, um, and it's pretty much left a dreary wasteland in its wake. So yeah, there's all these like settlements and factions, etc., and there's a big group called the Authority, and they're your sort of main bad guys that you got to sort of, you know, defeat in this game of... Yeah, they're like the main military power that you got to defeat. So, yeah, as I, as I mentioned, it is an uh, it is a first person shooter, but it's also an open world game. You can get around by um, obviously walking, etc. But then also there are lots of vehicles. So there's like uh, it's, it's very Mad Max like in that like the vehicles like you know these old done up cars, jeeps, etc. There's also motorbikes. There's monster trucks. All sorts of things. There's like this gyroscope helicopter thing that you can fly around, which was quite fun. It's it's quite a fun game that just like the shooting feels solid. The shooting is probably the best part of this game. The game, uh, the guns all feel great. Like especially like the shotgun, etc. They feel very powerful. They all sound great. There's really cool guns. Like um, there's one that you shoot a bullet at the enemy and then you shoot a bullet at the wall and then it will like pull the enemy into the wall and and, and things like this. Um, there's another one that you you shoot these like little flares onto the enemy, and then you can trigger to to blow them up. And then there's also skills that you can get. So you can you can like triple jump or double jump, slightly glide. You can jump up in the air and smash the ground. You can um, use almost like a force push move on the enemies as well. Uh, all these like yeah different abilities and that, that you get in the game. So it makes the combat really fast and 
and just really fun to use, like the combination of gun and skills. When you're not doing the missions, so there aren't that many main missions. I think there's about seven main missions. When you're not doing the main missions, you're sort of wandering the wasteland and things you can do, there's like enemy camps, there's big sort of towers that you can destroy. You can claim vehicles and take them back to town, etc. So that was all right. Like, um, yeah, after a while, it got a bit samey, though, like sort of just wandering around and just doing camp after camp. Like, I did a lot of them throughout my time with the game. And, you can, yeah, there's um, these things called arcs where you get new guns and abilities, which, are, which I went to try and find as, as many of them as possible. I managed to find all of them. But, um, yeah, just the traversal of getting around, as I said before, the driving. Driving is not that great. It's feels very floaty. Now, I've been playing another game at the moment as well, which I didn't mention earlier, which was um, Batman Arkham Knight. Now, that feels like an awesome driving game compared to this. I don't know what's happened here. I don't know, yeah, really why. Just the driving just does not feel that great. The um, The open world is a little bland. Like, apart from doing all the sort of, you know, side quests, etc. There's really not much to do. It's very bland looking, even though it is a wasteland. But we've seen in other games that you can make a wasteland still, you know, feel fantastic. It just feels like it's just been made an open world game for the sake of it. Whereas I almost feel like if they had have done this just as a, as a leveled sort of um, first person shooter like Doom, etc. I feel it would have been a better game almost rather than going down the open world path. Like it is fun being able to take down like hideouts and stuff any way you want. Like you just sort of jump in, smash everything up. But yeah, it was a bit, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a big sort of uh skill point system in it that there's actually a lot of different sort of tokens and, and things that you get to upgrade different things like your vehicles, your guns, uh, your skills, other little abilities here and there. Uh, there's like lots of different items you need for each one. So there's a certain driving token you're going to get for for cars. And there's like certain things, uh, weapon tokens you're going to get to upgrade your weapons, etc., etc. So there's like lots of different things to upgrade, but it becomes a bit of a pain at times. It's like, oh, wow, I've got all these, you know, A ability things, but I want B ability things to upgrade this. Yeah, I feel like it could have just been a little simplified, just a little streamlined more that you just get, let's say, tokens that work on everything, then you can just choose what you'd like to sort of put your tokens into, let's say. Well, I felt the story was okay, but it felt a, a little lacking at the same time, because it's open world, I was doing a lot of open world stuff, then going into doing the story missions. Like, there was some cool characters and some cool moments, especially the one when you sort of go into this like TV show, where you, you're um, destroying all these mutants, etc. That was quite fun. And there's like a, a like a, a racetrack that you go racing around as well. That was all right, but because of the driving controls not being all that great, it, that got a little frustrating as well. Probably like one of the, the best things of this game was like the movement though. Like when you do get like the double jump and the hover ability and you also get an ability to run really fast for a certain amount of time, etc. It makes getting around like just like the enemy outposts, etc. really, really fun. You're jumping around everywhere, you're sprinting, smashing up the enemies with like your little force powers, etc. That is super fun. But yeah, just as a whole, this game Ah, oh, it, it it it's it's alright, but it's not great. Like I was kind of expecting a little more from this game going into it. 
So, yeah, in terms of all that, I'm giving this game a, uh, a 7.2 out of 10. And that was Rage 2. Wow. All right, people, so I don't have Carl here this week, as we spoke of before, so we can't really go into uh, the sort of classic me, classic you, etc. And also remember, guys, please send in your questions because, yeah, you know, we'd like to... Uh, and some more of that. Also, uh, let us know on our Facebook page what you would uh, like to see at E3 this year, because that's coming up soon. So you can find us, as always, at facebook.com slash Podcast. We're on Twitter at GameTrainTalk. We're on Instagram at GameTrainPodcast. And we've got a website, GameTrainPodcast.com. But, you know, let's close out this, uh, this solo episode now and roll into The Lame Train. Okay, lame train this week. Yeah, I bought Cricket 19 on Xbox. I think I should have bought it on the Switch because, uh, yeah, just having it mobile would be fantastic and I don't know why I bought it on Xbox. I feel I should have just gone with the Switch version straight away, so that was a failure on my behalf. So I am my own lame train this week in my decision on buying Cricket 19 on Xbox rather than the Switch. So uh, anyone that's thinking of getting that game out there, grab it on the Switch if you've got one because... Yeah, being able to take it everywhere, like, it's not the most graphically advanced game, even on Xbox, so, you know, playing on a Switch should be, yeah, absolutely fine. Alright, let's roll into The Love Train. What I've loved this past time is, as I mentioned before, Final Fantasy XII, the double speed, four times speed in old games. It made a grindy game so bearable that you could just smash it onto two times, four times speed and just smash through dungeons, get through areas that could have been tedious in the past. I would like to see more of this added into old remasters of games, just because there is so much out there these days. Being able to double or quadruple the speed, just, you know, and to be able to still experience those games and those stories just makes it so much bearable and... That's the big reason why I went back to Final Fantasy XII, because I knew I could just play it on two times speed, etc., and it was fantastic. I really, really loved my time with it. So, uh, developers out there, please, if you're remastering old, like, classic RPGs, etc., double four times speed, please. Just throw it all in there, because uh, it makes those games, yeah, a lot of fun to to go through again. All right, let's, uh, let's finish this off with the Hype Train. Hype Train! Hype Train this week is an easy one. Death Stranding, finally. Finally, this um, this game's got a massive trailer again. Like We saw it at E3 last year, but it's just nice to know that game's still around. It's got a release date, November 8th. It looks crazy. It looks wild. We saw some shooting. We saw some open-world stuff where you create ladders and, and things like that. There's uh, all different environments. There's a snow environment as well, which is really cool to see. So I'm... I still don't really know what this game is, and I don't think a lot of people know, but it looks like there's going to be an online component to it as well. So, about re- there's a strong message in the game uh, Kojima's tweeted about is reconnecting and connecting with people. So, I think there's going to be some sort of online aspect to it in a way. So, yeah, that should be interesting. But yeah, November 8th, I'm super pumped this game's coming out this year. Could very well be game of the year. Who knows? Like, it might be too wild for some people, like, too you know, left field for for some people. But um, 
it's looking like a really promising game. All right, thank you all so much for listening once again to uh, episode 61 of the Game Train podcast. You know, we'll be back soon with more Game Train. And remember, E3 is coming up, so keep an eye out for all of our Express casts. So we'll be doing little miniature podcasts on all the conferences at E3 this year, like we have done in the last two years now. So, yeah, we we get them up pretty quick after the um, main conference has gone away. So if you just want something where you can just have a listen to 10 minutes and get all the major, you know, news points, etc., check out our Express Casts. Thank you for uh, tuning in, and this has been Game Train. Yeah.